We are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. The Cheers to Comics Podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics Podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Well, hello again, Slurds. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is Polis Priorities. These are the priorities for the 5th of February, 2020. So, if you're not familiar with Polis Priorities and the premise behind all that, it's essentially me hyping up the books that are coming out the, the next week, next Wednesday, next new comic book day. Uh, by no means is this all the books. Uh, I don't discriminate. Uh, there, you know, this, this isn't just the stuff that I'm reading. It's, you know, it's all about just reminding you, maybe giving you some insights, maybe filling filling you in on, giving you a whole new information you had no, no idea about. Who knows? But I, I find that there can be plenty to pull from this here, uh, uh, this this segment of episode type that I do. Look at me and my words. Strong start, Brian. Uh, I'm just going to jump right into this. Going to jump right in. I'm going to jump down to Vault Comics. By the way, this is all done through the previewsworld.com website. So, yeah. Uh, That's where I'm getting my information from. So, yeah. Uh, if, if, If I stumble over descriptions and shit like that, it's mostly because I just read it word for word. And those descriptions are always proofread. <laughs> Whatever. You'll, you'll find out, I'm sure. Let's just fucking talk comic books. There's so much to get excited for next week. Money Shot. Money Shot from Vault Comics. What are we on? We're on number four. And there's a second printing of number two and three hitting the shelf. And also a third printing of number one. Wow. Fuck, I'm glad I picked up that number one. Uh, this is a cool story. It's a very unique concept. It's it's sexual without really being dirty. Uh, at least that's what I grabbed from the first issue. Admittedly, I didn't keep going because I'm not really into sexualized comics for the most part. But that doesn't mean that I didn't respect what this what this story was. Very unique. It's astronauts in space, and the way they they fund their project is to bang each other on film. So, boyaka. That's Vault Comics. It's just money shots. <laughs> All different kinds of covers and whatnot. Uh, Scout Comics. Do, do, do. Scout Comics. Alright, what do we have here? Electric Black number four. Oh. Uh, I don't know what this is. Uh, Joseph Schmalky and Rich Woodall. After summoning the Electric Black, Michael Cloven and the surviving members of his cult find themselves trapped between a chainsaw-wielding psycho and a Victorian-age serial killer as they travel deeper into the foreboding halls of the cursed antique store, seeking out an unholy book that will grant them godlike powers. Uh, that sounds gnarly as fuck. Look at that penguin-looking-ass motherfucker. Hmm... Uh, I fucked Scout. Why, where, how did I miss the first three issues of this? I thought I'd pick up everything. Scout. God damn it. I'm gonna have to trade weight this one. That sounds interesting as shit. Uh, for those reading Stabity Bunny, Stabity Bunny, Richard Rivera and Dwayne Biddicks. Alright, so yeah, the next chapter in the Stabity Bunny saga is here. I haven't read any Stabity except for the, the little one shot that came out. That has to do with the other character, I guess. And the solicitation said, if this is your first time, or if you're ever, if there's one Stabity Bunny book there is to read, it's that one. Well, I was hoping that would mean that, hey, this will fill you in on everything you should know about Stabity. I was so fucking lost. I really was. Um, but I don't want that to take away from, you know, I, I just, I don't know what that one shot was, and I was just kind of misled by that description. Expected to be filled in the whole history of what the fuck Stabity Bunny is. I don't know what Stabity Bunny is, but it's 
It's got a name that seems to... I feel like it resonates outside of the world of comics. I'm not sure, but it's just... It sounded uh, all too familiar. I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those things. The fuck is Tart? Let's read about Tart. Uh, Kevin Joseph and Ludovic Sale. All right. I probably just completely made up that pronunciation to make it sound a lot fancier than it is. Uh, the newest entry in the new non-stop imprint where Scout releases a world premiere issue followed by the entire story a few months later in one volume i.e. Metal Shark Bro. Um, so, it used to be called Binge. Now it's called Nonstop. Boom. Alright. So what's the story about? History is a fragile thing. One small change can alter everything that comes after. A little boy has vanished in 1950s New York. Everyone is baffled except a young woman, Tart Acid, what a name, who arrives out of thin air. Tart realized that this is no ordinary kidnapping. All she knows is that if she's been sent, a demon is loose and threatening the history of the world. Will she be able to find the boy before he becomes another casualty in Tart's war against the forces of hell? Um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, th this cover's very interesting. Uh, there's a, uh, God damn, there's so many questions. That's, uh, you know, I might have to pick this up just because it's going to be the first one in the non-stop line. At least, I believe so. I don't think there's been anything. I don't know. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think I am. And lastly from Scout. Scout's coming heavy this week, guys. This is good stuff. Wretches, number three. I picked up issue number one of Wretches, and I, I enjoyed it. It was fucking awesome. It really is. And I gotta say, the art to me, uh, at least this cover art for sure, is very, very uh, reminiscent of an indie comic that I've featured on this podcast, and um, I've, I've even interviewed <laughs> interviewed Doug himself from um, the, the the Nefarious Smiths. When I look at this cover, I think Nefarious Smiths, but hmm, I don't know. This is this is awesome shit. This is it was a great first issue. I, I'm. Uh, it might be one of those things, though, where, you know, I, I have issue one, trade weight the rest of it. Uh, I just, I I don't have time to, to read it weekly, unfortunately. There's just too much on my list already. But uh, regardless, I do still plan on making sure that this, this story does get read by me. Moving on to Oni Press, Agretsuko. All right, everything about this says this isn't for Brian. What the fuck? Uh, Daniel Barnes, DJ Kirkland, and CJ Cannon. Alright. Sanrio and Oni Press joined forces to bring Agritsuko to comics for the first time. What the fuck? Uh, Agritsuko, the net hit Netflix show in production for season 3, stars Retsuko, the Red Panda, a young office worker stuck in the thankless job whose only stress release is singing heavy metal at the local karaoke joint. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, alright, well, uh, mm, is heavy metal enough for Brian to get on a board with a book like this? Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, see, I don't know any, I don't know what the fuck, yeah, maybe, you know, it's on Netflix, I'll check that out. That's what I'll do. And, hmm, Agritsuko. Interesting. Alright, uh, Backtrack. I love Mia, number one. Backtrack, number one. From Brian Joinus, Jake Elphick, and Marco DeFonzo. Alright, listen to the confidence in that name pronunciation, y'all. Guilt weighs heavy on former criminal wheelman, uh, Allison, who led an illicit life that left her shattered into pieces. But when she hears about a massive cross-history car race that grants the winner a chance to correct a single mistake in their life, Allison will drive from the Big Bang to the death knell of the universe for this here ground prize. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's Mad Max with Tyrannosaurus and uh, 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 fucking, that's clearly a James Dean look-alike. Um, I'm into it. 
Fuck it. That's too weird not to pick up. Wow. Wow. You know, when they say there's no new ideas out there anymore, uh, Backtrack hopefully proves that wrong. And Well, obviously. It, the, it's That's not a, a, a true statement. But Backtrack here is going to be proof. It's going to be something new. <sighs> Fuck. I hope it's funny. That's all I want is for it to be funny. Continuing on, Aftershock Comics. Do, 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 scrolling up to Aftershock. Uh, Alright, cool. Uh, just one book from Aftershock, but, you know, the, the title. Oh, shit. John Layman's writing it? Sold. The Man Who Fucked Up Time. That's what this book's called. Uh, Carl Mostert drawing it. John Layman? John Layman? Are you kidding me? Sean Bennett is just your everyday, ordinary lab worker in a high-tech lab with a prototype time machine. And, yeah, he's got the same temptations any of us would have about going back in time just a bit to correct mistakes of the past and right old wrongs. So, when he meets a version of himself from the future who encourages him to do just that, Sean takes the temporal plunge. Only, can you guess what happens next? Did you read the book title? Yep, all of time is Fucked up now, and it's up to Sean to correct it or else, is how that's written out. Uh, uh, yeah, obviously. Obviously. Are you fucking kidding me? I wonder how long this is going to go. Oh, I read everything John Lehman does. That dude's a fucking master. He's a master. Action Lab Danger Zone. Fucking finally, finally, uh, going to the chapel, number four, is coming out five weeks late. Has nothing to do with Pepos. We all anticipated this book five weeks ago. All of us did. Um, now it's just going to come out, what is it, two weeks before the trade? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, the, you know, <laughs> I'm so fucking stoked for this. I, I can't. I've had the digital PDF in my hand the whole time. I've had the opportunity to read it and spoil it. But no. No. I want to fucking flip these goddamn pages. I want to flip them so hard. Mmm. <laughs> Vamp Blade. Oh, Jesus, Brian. Vamp Blade Season 4, Number 6. Uh, yeah, I don't Fucking Vamp Blade. That's an Action Lab Danger Zone book. Look at all of this nudity, y'all. There's so much nudity. Uh, uh, who fights like that? With your, with your cooter just flopping around with little... Look at that little tooth monster leech thing coming up right up towards where the the the, the, the old canals are. <laughs> <coughs> oh, shit. Uh, fucking danger zone. Uh, boom. Boom Studios. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, number 12. I don't read Buffy, but Jordi Belair, the color artist extraordinaire, is writing Buffy, and David Lopez is drawing it. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know, this is for the Buffy fans, obviously. I guess this is a Buffy Angel event crossover, part of the Hellmouth thing. So that's a thing that, fortunately, I know nothing about, because I just wasn't a Buffy fan. Uh, I watched it when it was on, but I never followed the storylines. I just kind of waited for, uh, uh, oh, what's his face? What was the, 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 the Spike? I just like Spike. That's all it is. I don't, that's, I don't know. Um, carrying on. Jesus, Brian. Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> uh, Ryan Parat, Simone DeMeo, and Dan Mora. On the badass cover, once again, we have Turtles holding helmets. This week's featured helmet be Billy. Oh, Billy. So, Rita repulses faces off against Shredder for control of the weapon that will change the Power Rangers forever. No matter who wins, the world will never be the same. As the two villains battle, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers must find a way to storm the Foot Clan base to save Tommy as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles step up to help their new allies in an unexpected way. Because, you know, Tommy Shredder, I mean, uh, Green Shredder, that's... 
So fucking metal. This is this has been a great story. This has been my favorite my favorite Turtles crossover so far. Definitely beats out the Batman and I love me the Batman crossovers, so Power Rangers Turtles, just like Saban's failed show way back in the nineties. This is happening the way it should be. Uh carrying on Dynamite. As always, we get a Red Sonia book, Red Sonia number 13. Don't read Red Sonia, but, yep. Uh, Vengeance of Vampirella. I don't know how... How are they only on five when there's a Vampirella book every single week? I'm so lost on this. Uh, but, yeah, no, okay. Vengeance of Vampirella number five. Mm, okay, only two from Dynamite this week. Once again, books I don't read, but like I said in the beginning, I don't discriminate. Uh, IDW. We got Disney Comics and Stories number 10. Uh, look at that little, little kitty book there. We got G.I. Joe, a real American hero, number 270. That old Larry Hama, you dirty, dirty son of a bitch. Along with Neto Diaz and Robert Atkins on that cover there. This, this, this I think, is the next closest book to Spawn, maybe? If not the third, Savage Dragon might be the next closest. Hmm. Don't remember. But Larry Hama, he's been doing this same fucking run for so long now, and I haven't read a single issue. Uh, Glow vs. The Babyface, number four. This is based off of some Netflix stuff and some wrestling and some ladies and some... Yeah, that's about it. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't, I don't... I've never seen Glow... It wasn't up until just very recently that I've sparked, uh, uh, well, I guess a re-spark uh, as far as an interest in wrestling goes again. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll check out Glow one day. We shall see. Probably not this week, though, because based off of everything I talked about so far, it looks like it's going to be a heavy one. I haven't even got to the big two yet. Uh, and there's more from IDW still. We've got Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite number four of four. It's sad it's coming to an end. Um, I'm going to binge the last two issues. And, yeah, just kind of <sighs> hope more happens. That's because these, uh, the Guzman Verdugos have been, they, 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 they've created the perfect fucking Napoleon Dynamite comic book. It really is. It's so true to these characters. It's, uh, Refreshing. The completely different style change in covers, though. No photo covers this week. No photo. It's a video game, 8-bit. Oh, he's hucking steaks. He's hucking steaks at Napoleon. Uh, sorry. Uh, Usagi Yojimbo, number 8. Yeah, I don't read I don't read it. Don't read it, but... You know, to be perfectly honest, the reason... I could tell you why I don't read this book... Uh, it, it, it's one of those things that relates to, <laughs> I'm about to go on a rant, you ready for this? Uh, you, well, I'm trying to think of the proper term here, but, um, kind of like sense memory in a way, you think of something and it relates to something else that reminds you of that thing. Well, uh, I saw a grown-ass man, uh, cry and yell, over the fact that uh, a comic book store that he had just joined didn't automatically know to carry over the new uh, Usagi Yojimbo title. And I just, now I, I, uh, I associate this title with a very petty-ass man, unfortunately. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, I don't think I could ever give this book a try because of it. Uh, not that I'm, you know, by any means netting all of the readers of this to be that type of person. By no means am I saying that. I'm just saying, before I had the chance to read this book, I saw a certain type of, uh, being <laughs> react to a certain type of very unattractive way that I now associate with this title. Mm. Yeah. Um, not for me. Not gonna happen. Uh, Dark Horse. <laughs> that was my rant. Dark Horse Comics. 
Uh, Butcher of Paris, number three of five. Guess what, y'all? Confirmed. We're going to have an expert uh, coming on this podcast, and we're going to talk about Butcher of Paris in depth. Uh, when I say an expert, I mean somebody that probably knows uh, the, the, the world of crime and murder definitely more than anybody I know personally, but uh, he's, he's, he knows his shit. And what 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 this <laughs> he told me a couple weeks before this book came out maybe it was the week of uh, you're 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 gonna want to check this out this is based off a true story I know everything about it and if it's even remotely anything like it I think you're gonna enjoy it well I decided that I was you know knowing it's only a five parter gonna I'm gonna you know binge it and then Robert and I are going to have one hell of a fucking discussion, and I tell you what, this man, this, oh, this man, he's, he's a, he's a wonderful talker, he's a wonderful, wonderful talker, so I, I'm so excited about this, Butcher of Paris, bringing about great things to this podcast, uh, Crone, number four of five, I don't know what Crone is, what's Crone, let's see here, uh, Dennis Culver, uh, Raymond Villalobos? Uh, yeah, um, so Bloody Bliss stands defeated by our greatest enemy, Decayed, but the Lord of Death has an offer for the old crone, a new lease on life as his queen. Also, this issue, the conclusion of Romero Muerte. Um, yeah, uh, I guess you have to be reading it, <laughs> which I am not. Uh, that's interesting, though. We've got Kill Whitey Donovan, number three. This, um, you know, no, issue number one sold out quick because uh, on account of hype, I believe it was like the night before uh, they announced that it was slated for a movie or a TV show or something like that. So, yeah, um, I have issue one. I, I, I admit I didn't read it. I guess I kind of did get it out of speculation, but... Um, Man, I, I just haven't heard anybody talk about it, so I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. If, if you have read, read this book, hit up the Cheers to Comics Facebook group or uh, at Cheers to Comics on Twitter. And, yeah, let's fucking talk about it, man. Let me know. Seriously, let's let's talk about it. Uh, let's. And by the way, you know, another plug on that brand new Cheers to Comics Facebook group. Seriously, tell your, tell, tell everybody. Tell everybody. <laughs> Predator Hunters 3, number 1. Uh, it's a Predator book. I'm buying it. Whether or not I read it, I don't know. Holy fuck, is this a glow-in-the-dark variant? For an extra dollar? Uh, yeah. You got me. I'm in. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, just same thing with the Aliens books. I buy them all. I don't necessarily read them all, but that's... I don't know. I just... I, I, I love... The idea of predators and aliens, and I just like to have that shit. Um, you know, maybe this one will get read. I don't know if I just end up picking up that variant. It glows in the dark, y'all. I want to know what glows. What could possibly glow? Lastly, from the Indies, Image Comics. Uh, okay, After Realm Quarterly Number One. What be this? Michael Avon Oming, Taki Soma, Sean Lee. And, uh, yeah, okay, so from Eisner and Harvey Award-winning Michael Avon. In the aftermath of Ragnarok, Una and Elven Ranger sets out into a post-apocalyptic chaos to discover the fate of the old gods. But first, she must fulfill an oath to a lost friend that could doom what's left in the Nine Realms. Um, uh, no, no, not at a $6 price tag. Uh, not me. Not me. I mean, you know, I'm honestly just not a fan of anything that has to do with elves, to be perfectly honest. Um, I said honest twice. Copra, number five. I don't know what Copra is, but it's back, and it's at number five already. Jesus. Uh, Crowded, number 11. Not reading Crowded, but for those of you that are, boya. Uh, Gideon Falls, number 21. Is this the start of a new arc? End of a story arc. Um, Jeff Lemire and Dave Stewart and Andres Sorrentino killing it. 
from my understanding. I can't say that from experience, though. I, I hear it's a it's a, it's an incredible horror book, and unfortunately, I just don't fucking have the time to go back and uh, catch up. Damn it! Once again, if there is a spot where you think that I could just jump in and feel comfortable, hit me up at Cheers to Comics on Twitter and the old Facebook group. Uh, Isola number ten. Once again, not not an image book I'm reading. Am I not reading any of these this week? Holy shit! I'm not reading any image books this week. Uh, so yeah, I'm not reading Isola. I'm not reading Manifest Destiny. They're at 41. Where the fuck did that come from? 41 issues of a book that. Hmm. Uh, we've got the Marked number four. Yeah, man, this is one of the, well, I've said this before in the past. This is an amazing, amazing creative team. Unfortunately, they're just they're doing stories that don't really appeal to my my genre of comics. Is all. Um, I would imagine that for those of you that did enjoy this first issue or, just, or the first issue are still on this, because um, like I said, this is just incredible fucking storytelling. Uh, Nomen Omen number five. This is a fifteen part maxi series. And, you know, I actually I just opened up a random Nomenomen one day and Space Orgy. So, you know, like I stated earlier when I was talking about Money Shot, don't like a whole lot of banging in my comics. And uh, there was a lot of banging going on in old Nomenomen. Mm-hmm. That does it for Image. That's it. Image and the rest of the indies. Some good stuff this week, man. Good stuff. I gotta say, going to the chapel, though. Fucking finally. Even though I've had it in my hands this whole time. Well, not physically, unfortunately. I've had uh, my fingertips, maybe? I don't know. But, uh, finally, I'm, it's, it's coming. Let's move on to the big two. We're gonna talk DC. Uh, let's see here. Not a big week in DC. Which, to be honest, is kind of refreshing. Uh, we've, we're, Batman number 88. I could have swore that DC announced they're not doing any more bi-weekly books, but I guess they're lying, because <laughs> Tinian's already on his third issue here. Not that I'm complaining, because if you listen to episode, what was it, 64? I think I went on like 12 minutes on how much I like Tinian's Batman, so, yeah, uh... <laughs> From Hill House, we've got Daphne Byrne, number two of six. This is a Hill House uh, black label book that I did not pick up just because it came out on a heavy week, and what are you going to do? Can't get them all, right? Um, Dreaming, number 18, from the Sandman universe. Uh, The only Sandman universe book that I'm picking up is Lucifer, and admittedly, I haven't read that in, well, probably close to a year now. So, Uh, But I just keep on getting it. Uh, Genlock, number four of seven. could have swore this thing just started, but when you don't pick up a book, it's a lot easier to lose track, am I right? Uh, so for those of you reading Genlock, bam, number four. Uh, Harley Quinn, number 70. Let's see here, what's going on on Harley Quinn? Sam Humphreys and Sammy Bassery. All right, that, that's a neat cover. Uh, this is... Boobs might be a little misportion, but well, maybe not. Maybe it's just the way the... Co- uh, yeah, I think that's just the costume. Uh, it's an illusion. That's uh, a badass pose. A flying fucking elbow drop. Anyway, uh, Harley's Los Angeles adventure takes an unexpected turn when she joins up with an underground wrestling trope with their penchant for drama, violence, and over-the-top behavior. Harley Quinn fits right in with her new group of friends, but when one of them winds up dead... Harley must track down the killer before they strike again. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't... Like I said, I, I pick up Harley every once in a while, mainly when I just know of some key issues coming up. I do have, I think, the first 35 or 40 issues of this run, to be honest, but this is number 70 at this point, so good on fucking Sam Humphreys, keeping this motherfucker going. Uh, the motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, shit, Brian. Take a nap. Joker, Harley, Criminal Sanity, number three of nine. 
This is a black label book that is dope as fuck. Uh, Kami Garcia, Miko Suyan, Francesco Matina doing covers. Miko Suyan, so far on the first two issues, has gotten Artist of the Week both times. Will they get... And I say they because I don't know if Miko's a boy or a girl. <laughs> a boy or a girl. Jesus, Brian, are you fucking 11? Uh, the, the fact is that this person throws down on art like so few do in comics. It's, it's fucking incredible. Uh, it's, it's amazing. This book has not missed a deadline yet. Granted, I guess it is three issues of nine, but it's only a $6 price tag too for being a prestige book. A lot of times these, these, uh, prestige, uh, black label books are, you know, sometimes an $8 price tag. I think I've seen one, $7.99, I believe. It might have even been a 9.99 one, but I think 7.99 was the highest I've seen. Uh, but yeah, fucking whew. Uh, Justice League number 40. Oh man, they're just coming right out next week, huh? Cool. Uh, I haven't read Tinian's final What You Have It yet, cause I just brought home my fucking books. I don't even have a bagged and boarded yet, and they're all going to throw more Justice League at me. What is this shit that I I could have swore I heard and made it news and announced that no more bi-weekly books from DC? And we got a weekly book? Fuck you, DC. Nothing against the creators, but come on, man. Give me a fucking break. I guess it is a light week. I guess there really are only three books on my pull list from what I'm seeing here. But still, you know, I guess four Okay, yeah, no, four. Yeah, fuck you, DC. Give me a couple of weeks in between books. Let me digest some shit. Talking about the next issue of a book that I haven't even opened the previous issue of. Ugh. God damn it. Uh, Justice League Odyssey, number 18. I'm not reading this one. I hear it's incredible. I hear it's a very dark side book, so... Boy, yeah. Uh, Lois Lane, number 8 of 12. I don't be reading Superman family stuff, y'all. But, I mean, I do, I do read the one staple Superman title, but that's it. That's only so I know at least a little bit what's going on in the Superman universe. But as far as the Jimmy Olsons and the Lois Lanes and the Superboys and the uh, Legion of Superheroes and the what-have-yous, I can, I can probably... I, I could say that Superman is my least favorite superhero. So, I just... I don't find the character to be interesting. That's all there is to it. Uh, sometimes he gets himself into some interesting predicaments... But as far as he is a character, lame. Um, uh-oh. Uh, I just pissed some people off. <laughs> Martian Manhunter, number 12 of 12. This maxi-series has come to an end. Uh, I know that I had said that, you know, I'm just going to wait for all 12, 12 issues to come out and then read it in bulk. I'm just going to flat out admit I'm probably not going to get around to reading this unless, for some reason, just comics stop getting printed, and, uh, yeah, can't be having that, uh, <laughs> um, and it's nothing against this, it's just, it's, there's, there's so much other stuff that I need to go catch up on, and admittedly, Martian Manhunter was never really my series, I just know that Riley Rossimo and Steve Orlando were gonna throw down some crazy, I think I got to issue four and thought, yep, I'm binging the rest, but, you know, that's, it's, I don't know. Well, uh, maybe I'll check out the Cliff Notes somewhere if they're out there somewhere. Um, we'll see. Uh, Young Justice number thirteen. If I had to guess, I'd say this is Brian Michael Bendis on account. I think he's writing about twenty percent of DC's titles now. Oh, yeah, Brian Michael Bendis. But with the help of the incredible David F. Walker, along with Mike Grell and John Timms. You know, I'm going to have to back up for a second and apologize. It sounds like I'm shitting on Brian Michael Bendis. And that's that's not what I'm doing. That's It's not intentional. Um, for any of you that aren't aware of my uh, non-relationship with Brian Michael Bendis, at one point in time, back when I first was jumping back into comics again, uh, he was writing Iron Man. All of the Iron Man that I had read... Uh, was was Brian Michael Bendis, and I felt that he had he had the fucking voice of Tony Stark, like I like I really would hope and imagine to read. 
as you know with that being my favorite character and just getting back into comics again and yeah fact is uh brian michael bendis uh he he, he traded sides and uh that wasn't the only you know i I get it you know you want to go off and get a character like superman dude that's cool the thing that irks me a little bit is the fact that that was the, the first week that his first book launches uh superman uh actually it was man of steel is what it was it was a six part miniseries leading into his superman run uh, the price of all dc comics go up by a dollar uh i don't believe in coincidence i believe that that was part of the terms of brian michael bendis going over there he needs more money uh, he's not going to take a pay cut and essentially i guess if that's you know how you're getting paid is based off cover price yeah uh, DC was making less money, and that's that's just my, you know the the theory of that's if that's how it is. That's not fact. What I'm saying there, uh, it is fact that the same week that his first book is published through DC, boom, spike in price. Um, since then, I've been a little bit soured, uh, mainly sad because. You know, I, my Iron Man isn't what it used to be. <laughs> not that I, you know, it's nothing against Dan Slott by any means. You know, I, I like him teaming up with Christos Gage. That that really helps speed up the story. And I think that, you know, Iron Man has legs again. But I still don't think that they just have that voice that Brian Michael Bendis did in it. So I'm just a little bitter is all. Uh, by no means... Then what I ever, you know, if I if I sound sour towards a, is it sour or is it bitter, towards a, a creator, I'm never trying to sway any of you listeners to not read anything. That is the exact opposite of what this podcast is about. Um, and it's just you know, I, I I wear my my feelings on my sleeve, and sometimes you know I just I can't hold it back, and I don't edit shit, and I like to rant sometimes. So mm, there you have it. Uh, that's yeah so brian michael bendis is writing young justice uh let's let's all for dc let's see what marvel's bringing us sorry i've been ranting a lot this one's kind of running on oh ant-man's getting a five-parter okay cool zeb wells dylan burnett all right scott lang is back and doing better than ever okay cool sweet badass ant-man fans blocka uh black cat number nine not reading black cat but you know there you go uh it's it's still selling well so apparently there's a bunch of you that are uh cap uh, okay we got an end book here captain america the end so all that uh future story stuff that doesn't mean anything to canon just for fun stuff yeah captain america's got his going on uh um okay more more conan miniseries Conan Battle for Serpent Crown number one. Who be doing this one? Who be doing? Uh, oh, Saladin Ahmed and Luke Ross. All right, that's interesting. Saladin Ahmed doing something beyond Miss Marvel and uh, um, Miles. Cool. Sweet. He's doing a white dude. See how that works out. Uh, Daredevil number 17. Obviously, you're reading Daredevil. It's Chip Zarsky. Um, is Daredevil Marvel's best book? Possibly. You know, if maybe if Venom's not in there, but it's up there. Daredevil's definitely fucking up there. I highly recommend it. I know it sounds like, well, why the fuck would I read this? Because uh, it's it's really really good. It's great writing. Just just trust me. Just trust me. If you're skeptical on a Daredevil book. Zarsky's got your back. Um, yeah. Dark Agnes, number 105. So this character's getting her own little um, five-parter. Becky Cloonan's writing it. Luca Pizzari's drawing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, her first solo comic series. Bam. Forced into an arranged marriage. Agnes de Chastillon took matters into her own violent hands to free herself from the yoke of a life she never wanted and then about another 140 more words go on from there that's all i need to know um i don't you know i really don't know anything about dark agnes so i should probably pick this up for the sake of the podcast 
Let's see what's going on. Uh, Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom number five. Uh, you know, I thought I was going to go all 12 on this one. Unfortunately, I fell off. Um, not that it has anything to do with the story. It has more to do with the fact that it, the last couple issues, 10, yeah, they, they fell on heavy weeks already. And, you know, I just knew I didn't want to have, or I didn't have time for some stuff. And I just, I don't know. The, the, the story is good, but ah, 12 issues, that's, it's a long story. It's a long story. Um, keep it going. All right, Immortal Hulk, great power. Uh, Tom Taylor's writing it, so obviously I'm picking it up. Damn it, I was gonna skip this one, then I seen that, and then Jorge Molina's gonna fucking draw. Uh, good God! All right, so the Hulk finds a new host, the Amazing Spider-Man. When Bruce Banner wakes up in the middle of the night without the Hulk, he thinks he's finally free, but the Hulk is immortal, and the night's not over yet. If you thought he was dangerous in the body of a mild-mannered Bruce Banner, wait till you see him now. Peter Parker is a man with the proportional strength and agility of a spider capable of lifting trains on his bad days. And he's got to get a big green power-up with the temper to match. Boy, how many issues is this? Uh, I, I honestly, as much as I love Tom Taylor... I really hope it's just a one-shot. I do. Magnificent Ms. Marvel, number 12. Saladin Ahmed, Minkyu Jung. Yeah, when Ms. Marvel's newest nemesis goes after one of her old ones, Kamala will have to choose between her enemy and saving her Faja. Alright, cool. Um, nah, I haven't been reading Ms. Marvel anymore. Uh, it was never my character, but admittedly, Saladin Ahmed did get me to go through and read like seven issues, and I enjoyed all seven, but still not a character that I feel I need to personally devote my time to is all. Just, yeah. Uh, what are we at? Marauders, number seven. Whew. Uh, number six got my, my pick of the week uh, to give you any indication of how potentially excited I could be about this one. I'm not gonna give away any spoilers, but um is Kate dead? I don't know. <laughs> oh shit what, what, what's this? Marvel Avengers Hulk one. What is okay. Oh, okay, yeah no, it's that video game shit. I don't play video games so None of that stuff really means anything to me. But yeah, Hulk's got a video... I, I said I don't discriminate. So yeah, uh, all these characters have been getting prequels to this Avengers video game that's delayed now. Um, but yeah, Hulk's turn to smash. Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 15. Oh, look at Saladin Ahmed go. Big payday for you, buddy. Invasion at Brooklyn Visions. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I'm still buying the book. I admittedly I did kind of fall off, but now that there's not seven spider titles like there was not just not too long ago, maybe I'll hop back on it again. I just I don't know. I I know that the spider characters and you know the the they get real personable and family orientated and shit oriented and shit. Jesus Brian. Um, and yeah, that's that's cool in doses, but it was a lot. Uh, I mean, at least a lot from me is all. So, I don't know. Uh, what the fuck? God damn it, I hate when they do this. Savage Avengers number zero. Because, um, why not? Jerry Duggan and Chris Claremont. Whoa. Uh, John Romita. Alright. Oh, okay. So, the looming threat of Kulon Goth reunites Doctor Strange and Magic on Krakoa. The fight of the fate of the world will rest in what they discover. Representing a pair of classics, Uncanny X-Men 190 and 191 by Chris Claremont and John Romita Jr. in the context of a great new sequence illustrated by the impeccable Greg Smallwood. Um, dude, yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, all right, you got me. Why zero though? 
Okay, I guess because they're retelling stories. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right, cool. I, I understand it now. I understand that now. Uh, Spider-Man and Venom, Double Trouble, number four of four. Uh, yeah, I didn't pick this one up, but it seems to be very popular, particularly some variants, I guess. But yeah, speculation lottery, baby. Spider-Verse, number five of six. Um, y you know what? Not really reading this one. I think I have too many, uh, Spider-Verse titled books in my fucking box as it is. <laughs> Change up the name, yo. That's all I ask. If they would have changed the name to something else, I probably would have grabbed it. But I've got, you know, fucking Edge of Spider-Verse and Spider-Geddon and, you know, just... Spider ver Venom verse. This we just. Hmm. God damn it! Call it other spiders, or something. I don't fucking know. Just ah, I'm tired of the slash first thing. It's driving me fucking crazy. Uh, Star Wars Darth Vader number one. As you all know, if there's a Darth Vader book, I'm going to be buying it. Uh, I my my relationship with Greg Pak is 50-50. Uh, I, I like a lot of the stuff he does, except for when he's writing uh, Eastern-oriented characters. If you, you, you feel what I'm saying. Because I just... I've, I, I don't know. I just don't like the way he, he goes about doing that. But with Vader, yeah. Oh yeah, and I have read some of his Star Wars stuff. He wrote an incredible job of the Hut one shot. Uh, that was, well, incredible. So you know, and I know that Greg Pat can write. That's that's for sure. I just I'm I'm skeptical with him sometimes. That's all. That's all. I'm sure I'm gonna end up loving this. It's a Darth Vader book, so I'm gonna have to learn to love it because I'm gonna fucking read it. So yeah, uh, and Raffaele Ainko Ainko. Did the uh, did did the interiors so, blammo. There's a thirty-seven thousand word description here, uh, but it's a Darth Vader book, and I think that's really all you need to know. Carrying on, oh yeah, X Men Fantastic Four number one. I can't believe it's here already. Chip Zarsky, Terry Dodson, oh hey. Krakoa, every mutant on Earth lives there, except for one, but now it's time for Franklin Richards to come home. It's the X-Men vs. the Fantastic Four, and nothing will ever be the same for this issue. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, obviously we're reading this. It's just a four-parter. There's not a lot of um, you know, commitment involved in this, and it seems like it's going to be pretty fucking important, too. So, yeah. Oh, God, I'm so into it. Why is Kate Pride on there? Spoilers, huh? Yeah? Yeah? You're not gonna just kill her off? Jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm fucking... Uh, yeah. It's almost time. Last book. Last book to talk about is Yondu number five of five. Uh, yeah, I read the first one. And I thought, you know what? Uh, this seems exactly like what I would imagine a Yondu book to be if Kelly Thompson were writing this character. And I'll be damned. The uh, Yeah. Well, not Kelly Thompson. I'm sorry. Zach Thompson. My bad. And uh, uh, Lonnie Nadler. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. My bad. I don't know why. I, I think I've said Kelly Thompson throughout the duration of this podcast, and for that, I've got to correct myself. I didn't mean Kelly Thompson. Those weren't my intentions. I just, I, I told, I, f yeah, fully meant Zach Thompson. But when I look at Thompson on the front of a cover, <laughs> I think Kelly Thompson because I think she's the. Sorry, Zach. Gonna have to say it. The predominant Thompson. Um, you guys can fight it out on the show if you want. I don't know. Uh, that does it. I'm sure y'all have had enough of my ramblings and whatnot. I hope this has been slightly insightful. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to remind you to support this podcast. It's very important that we keep the, uh, 
uh, th- th- this podcast growing. I've got all types of ideas. Unfortunately, there's there's some barriers that come about um, when this is just a one-man show. But alas, y'all can help me with that. You guys can kind of become, uh, well, producers in your own way. I, you know, I, 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 Yeah, absolutely. I guess patrons would be producers on here. Uh, what does that get you besides, you know, sleeping just a little bit better at night knowing that you help this uh, podcast with as little as a dollar? And there's tiers ranging up, and every tier just it, mm-hmm, gives you opportunities. Gives you the opportunities. So, yeah, uh, patreon.com slash cheers to comics. That's what you do. Once you get there, you, you'll figure it out. You just hit the become a patron button, and boom. I'm going to send you some fucking stickers, and like I said, you're going to sleep a little better at night, because, you know, uh, it's just you did something good. And that money isn't just, it's not just going into my pocket. Um, it, it, believe it or not, it is expensive to run this show. Uh, I don't read digitally, I don't pirate my books, every book I talk about I have a physical copy of in front of me, so um, even with a pull list discount, yeah, it, it gets it gets pricey, um, I'm not asking you to pay for my books, but, you know, it's, there's other things, you know, I'm, the, I, I, if I didn't have so many books to pay for, I'd be paying for an editor. You feel me? Because I'm trying to get this YouTube channel going. And that's where your dollars go. The, 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 that's that's where you as a producer step in. So, um, yeah. Like I said, patreon.com slash cheers to comics. Also, five-star reviews anywhere you listen to your podcast, whether it be Stitcher Stitcher or Podchaser, or most importantly, uh, Apple Podcasts. They are the the supreme leader of podcast rating analytics from what I understand. So just that, that little bit of effort there, drop a comment. I'll read it on the show if you would like me to. And, uh, yeah, um, save them up and just have a big old uh, five-star review type of segment one of these days. That'll be fun. That'll be fun, huh? So be a part of that. Uh, I've, I've talked your fucking ear off enough. This has been Polis Priorities for the 5th of February, 2020. I'm Brian Wayne. Thank you, Slurs, for tuning in once again. Remember, support your local comic book store. Uh, Read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers.